Welcome into the His and Hers podcast. I'm Zach Bennett alongside my sister Paige. And today we have an amazing episode for you covering and recapping all of the NBA playoff action as we wind down the semifinals of the NBA playoffs and we give our reaction to maybe some of the takes we had that didn't go as well, uh, i.e. Nuggets sweeping the Suns. Did not age well for you, Zach. No, that that uh, well went downhill fast. We'll dive into that and much more here on the His and Hers podcast. All right, Paige, uh, before we dive in to the playoffs and all things that it has been, I have, I can't remember what brought this up, but what is your take on the bud and buddy? It's like you're in a conversation, right? And I know you do it to me, but it's different sister to brother, but what is your take on, and maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's my dumb brain, but if someone like buddies you or like chiefs you or pal, any level of like disrespect shown that way, or do you just view it as, I mean, what do you, what is your thought on that? I don't feel like I ever have anybody say bud or buddy to me. <laughs> I say it to everyone. Like, Every guy I work with, every guy I'm friends with, I will call them bud or buddy at one point. And majority of them do not like it, which I don't understand because yeah. yeah. I think it's like like demeaning or something like that. But I just think it's like a term of endearment. Yeah, you know, I guess I, I work in sales. I've worked in sales for a long time. And anytime I have been bud, buddy, pal, chief, champ, uh sport i think it's sported then i mean disrespects on a different level or you better be 90 but anytime <laughs> it's happened to me like i've i've been on the receiving end of that it's been i know for a fact it's been to like i like i'm 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 disrespecting you like i'm on a i'm a i'm on a different level than you i view you but that is from like male to male like yeah if, if i get buddy from from you, from like a from a female, I don't view it the same way. But yeah, you you are a buddy or or bud savant. I'm a, bud. I'm a buddy. I'm a buddy gal. I love to be buds. <laughs> you just love budding it up. I tell you I, what, I have to have I have to have nicknames for everybody. And when I had, haven't been close enough to them to develop a nickname yet, I just throw in bud or buddy. Are you like a champ? I don't You're think, champ, I don't think someone. I throw you throw around pal, bud, and buddy. I'm not, I'm not a big champ guy. <laughs> you should. Maybe I should start using champ. You should throw in a champ in a sport tomorrow and then report back next week how it goes. Tomorrow I'm going to call. Uh, tomorrow at work, I'm going to call at least five different people each of those names. Perfect. Throughout the day. Yes. I, want a, I want a chief, a champ, and a sport. Chief, <laughs> champ, sport, bud, buddy. Well, the Bud Buddy wouldn't throw anybody off, and it wouldn't be any different from your day to day. I need, I need like the curveball. Okay, okay, champ sport, and what was the other one? Uh, uh champ sport and chief. The chief, chief one. That one is next level. Then I'll, get, I'll do the old, I'll do the old pat on the back as I say chief. Yeah, like you know, they report in on something. Hey, nice shop, chief. <laughs> okay, like, that's I that's, shall a, report. that's a power move right there. 
<laughs> I don't know. I, I want people to let me know what they think. I I, I don't know if it's, you know, I like I said, I did sales. I did door to door. Now I'm into car sales. And so I don't know, like just in my experience, if I have just dealt where I don't know, I'm always feel like I'm fighting that battle. But I feel like most men would agree that if you get champed by another man or buddied, it's like, okay, dude, let's not, <laughs> let's not do that. Okay. We're nobody's buddies here. Okay. <laughs> We're just in a business transaction. Let's just stick to that, pal. Because if I get buddied, I'm palling you right after. Just, I mean, all is fair in love and war. But if you buddy me, you're getting a pal. <laughs> or a champ. Hey, why don't you go put that together for me, bud? Sounds good, pal. <laughs> Usually how that goes. So let me know. I need to know. Or is my ego so fragile that it's just you? <laughs> no, my, my experience with men, uh, you were not the only shallow ego. Oh, okay. So it's just it's just men. So you lumped us into one category. It's just a man problem. Yeah, we have many. So <laughs> All right. Well, that was the, uh, that's it. That's going to wrap up today's episode of the, his, his, it's all poll coming out later. Yeah. It's a split the podcast up. Uh, okay. So the playoffs have full swing. Uh, so let's just dive into it right now. The game is currently going on. Michael Porter already has 11 points in the first quarter in the nugs, uh, the nugs Suns game. So when I made the prediction, I do not like when the Nuggets are referred to as the Nugs. The Nugs. Yes, don't like that. Pervert. Anyway, <laughs> when I made that prediction, I, I still feel validated in it. I validated, and I feel my points are all of the same. No, just listen. I didn't account for Devin Booker to shoot seventy percent from the field in two games, like fourteen for eighteen. In the last game on 36% shooting with 12, six and re six rebounds. So well, you should apologize to Devin Booker like Shaq had to. I'm not gonna, okay, I'll apologize to him. But I still think that right now I, apologize to Devin Booker right now. Yeah, because Devin Booker is waiting. That's a guy <laughs> that would buddy me. And you know what? I deserve it. He'd be like, if if it ever made it to him. I think I think Devin Booker is more of a champ guy. It's all right, champ. No, no, this out go. This video go out, and it went mega viral because everyone's waiting to hear about my statement on being wrong. And he would receive, and then he would DM me, and he'd say, "Sorry to ruin your prediction, Chief." Dot dot dot. That's what he would put. I dot dot know. dot. But really? anyway. I mean, it's it's actually been pretty amazing to watch. You know, that game four was, if you, I mean, if you love basketball, that, that I mean, good. this this level of basketball in this era, Nikola Jokic going for 53, a, a Denver Nugget playoff record, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker putting up, I believe it was 72, 76 points together in that game four, just after putting up 86 mm -hmm. points in the game three win. That was some of the best basketball you'll watch all year. And it was just amazing how well they seem. You know, they haven't played with each other long. I mean, they may be approaching 15 to 20 games together. But those two and their chemistry, what's so amazing about them is the fact that they can score at all three levels. And, and when I say them, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, they can hit the three. 
They're savants at the mid game, but they're also could take it to the rim with a variety of moves. So that, that was some of the highest level basketball you can find on both ends. And it was just amazing to watch. So I still think the nuggets are the better team, the nugs. I still think the nugs are going to get it done. Yeah. The jewels. Uh, but man, you don't think momentum swung back to the Suns in this one. I think it's interesting that with Jokic, like his highest scoring games, it feels like the Nuggets always lose. Like yeah. because the Nuggets are a much better team when their whole team is performing. It's like it's not one of those teams that can have a star like Jokic can't take full control of the game and have the Nuggets come out on top. It feels like if the whole team is not involved, then they're not going to be able to pull out a win. No, I agree with you. However, that's what I think that's what just amazed me about his performance is he naturally wants to be a distributor. He wants to get guys involved. He loves making uh, guys play better because he's one of those guys who understands that I could go get 40 and I could probably do it almost every night with my variety of skills. But if I want Michael Porter Jr. to play harder on defense, I need him to feel a part of the offense. Therefore, I'm going to give him some open threes so that he tries a little bit harder on the other end. But there, but like great basketball players, the great ones in, who have played in the NBA, they know my guys don't have it tonight. I got to go get, I got to go put up 35, 36, you know, 30 shots and get 50 points if we, or we have any chance of winning this game. And although they didn't win, you could tell Jokic knew that that was going to have to be what happened. And he, almost pulled it off like he was real real close a couple different things go their direction in that game and they're up 3-1 so do you feel that the Suns have taken control of this I mean as we sit what's the score of the game currently that's kind of the problem as we're taping this and as you're listening to this 42-32 42-32 Nuggets uh so I just feel like I feel like this is an actual series that's going to go to Game Seven. I think that you're going to see Nuggets win tonight. I think the Suns are going to win back in Phoenix, and then we'll have a Game Seven where we kind of get to see both teams just go at it and gruel it out and see like is it going to be Booker and Durant or Murray and Jokic that kind of come out on top in that Game Seven. I think that. The biggest thing is that them losing momentum with the two games, I think just makes it so that obviously the series is even, but also the momentum is, is like kind of leveled out. So the, the nuggets seem to feel like the nuggets feel like the underdogs right now. Yeah. And that's why I think they're going to pull out, they're going to be able to pull out this win tonight. Um, but I think that the Suns are going to come right back and answer it back on their home court. So do you think, win, do you think whoever wins this goes to the finals? Do you think these are the two best teams in the West? Take your bias away as much as you can. Oh, of course. Well, it's interesting because I feel like um, it just, it all depends on who they go up against, right? Like that's the biggest thing about um, playoffs is that it's all about the team that you play and how your team measures up. And I just think for like a lot of, like for the Nuggets and the Suns, this is kind of the perfect setup for them right now in terms of, um, the Nuggets have a really good schema to be able to guard against the Suns, but then reversely, the Suns have the same exact setup to guard against the Nuggets. And so I just think that when you look at like, if it's the Lakers, which right now sitting at three and one, it looks like it's going to be the Lakers in the, in the conference finals. And to me, it all just comes down to the play that we get from Anthony Davis, because the way Anthony Davis has been playing in the, in the playoffs 
I think that you have a stellar chance of him being able to shut down Jokic. Like, I think that Anthony Davis could put that stamp of approval. Whereas with the Warriors, if the Warriors advance, I just don't know if Moody is going to be able to be that guy that um, is able to stop Jokic. And so I just don't feel like the, I don't feel like the Warriors would be able to measure up to the Nuggets winning. Um, yeah. And so I just, it's all, it's just interesting because I, I feel like my opinions change based on who ends up playing who, like if it's a warrior sons matchup um, in the conference finals, then honestly, I'd put my money on the warriors in that situation. But if it's a Lakers sons matchup, probably put my money on the Suns, and then, but you put the Lakers against the nuggets and my money's on the nuggets. So it's just like, I just feel like the team it is up so well. No, and it is really interesting because I do feel if you're the Lakers, the Nuggets are the best team in the conference. I think when you go from one through eight, uh, I believe that they have, if you don't think Jokic is the number one player in the league, I mean, he's not outside the top three or else you don't know what you're talking about. Um, but if you're the Lakers, I think you want to play the Nuggets because if you look at their style of play with you know a big man, I mean, they do push with Jamal Murray, but with a big man who's a focal point, You'll take your best on best with Anthony Davis and with your wing depth on on the, on the defensive side and just hope you have enough uh, firepower in LeBron's legs to get something done and, and hope that AD can cause enough problems for Jokic. Uh, in, and if you think back to the when they won the championship, who'd they play in that bubble? They played a young Denver Nuggets team. So I think that's who they want to match up with because if you if that Suns team comes in hot after you know falling down 0-2 and then they have this historic run by the two you know the two best players on the team, I don't really see anyone on the Lakers who can guard Devin Booker. I mean they have a hard enough time with Stephen Curry, but no one else on the Warriors is really playing that well, and so it's easier for them to send doubles at him to get the ball out of his hand to blitz picks. Um, that are screens that are set for him. But the problem with the Suns, if you try to do that to Devin Booker, that means Kevin Durant's going to get wide open shots. And as good as LeBron has played on the defensive end, like you said, he's guarding Moody on that side right now. Or in the Memphis series, he was on Dylan Brooks a lot of the time or on um, the couple other guys, that big dude, number two, uh, who played for for Memphis. I'm spacing his name right now. But regardless, it was on guys who you weren't worried about shooting. Now yeah. you're talking about a deep Suns team that not a not a deep Suns team, but a Suns team with two elite scorers that I don't think the Lakers can match up well. So regardless of how it all shakes out, I think if you're Lakers, weirdly enough, you're hoping that the Nuggets pull through and get and get to the next round just to see if you can, you know, I think that's their best chance. I, I don't think the Warriors have a chance against either one of those teams. I, I just don't think as much metal like as they have as a squad. You just see that they're completely, I think, mentally exhausted. Jordan Poole is not the guy he was last year for him. And I just don't see a recipe where they advance after this series. What what it's going to take to get out of a 3-1 hole, I think they would have to expend, like Steph Curry would have to expend all of his energy just to get into the next round, that whoever comes out of the one, Nuggets and Suns would run away with them. So obviously, I believe if you're the Nuggets or the Suns, you're cheering for the Warriors to come back because you don't have to play that defensive team that is the Los Angeles Lakers. And LeBron, he's just the boogeyman. Like as, as old as he is, he's the boogeyman. No, no guy in the league wants to play him this deep into the playoffs. Retweet. 
No, yeah. I just think that it's interesting too, because when you look at like the Jokic, I mean the Jokic Suns series, basically what it is. Basically. Um the Nugget Sun series. Um, it's interesting too, because I mean, like we talked last week where it's like we were kind of expecting Nuggets to kind of tidy this thing up, have a really long rest in between this game, this series, and the next series cruising. And so it's interesting to take into consideration too of like this is now a grueling match between two and two. It's potential that the Lakers are actually the ones with the advantage if they're able to clean it up tomorrow night in Golden State and they end up having the six-day break and rest oh, that maybe we're anticipating. So it's interesting to look at it from that angle too of like how the tables can turn and it looks like we might see the Lakers actually having the big, the longer rest time, more time to prep, more time to look at the film, watch those games. Um, that the Nuggets are playing against the Suns and figure out like how they want to guard against the different odd defense and things like that. And so it's just interesting to see like what's going to happen from that perspective if you're able to give AD and that Lakers team some rest. Because I mean, I mean, transitioning over to the, I mean, game four for uh, Lakers Warriors. Obviously, Lonnie Walker comes out and has the fourth quarter of the his fourth. Life. That was insane. But I think it was something that was so cool to kind of show that like what the Lakers have been able to do is what the Suns do not have right now. And the Nuggets have it. I don't think the Warriors, obviously we're seeing the weaknesses in the Warriors, but I think the biggest benefits of the Nuggets and the Lakers right now is that they have depth on their bench. They have players on their bench that can come out in the moments when the stars are fatigued and tired. I mean, Jokic, like, he played an incredible game, but he was gassed by the end of it. And it's why he missed those last couple of shots that would have put him up over. And it's why he was like not able to like be as like mentally steady as we're normally seeing him. Like you saw Jokic make those small mistakes. It's the same thing you saw Steph Curry do right in game four of like, you can just tell that like, this is the series is wearing on them. They're getting tired. And if you don't have those players off the bench that can come in and have an impact in the fourth quarter in close games, then it's extremely difficult to carry through in the NBA. And so it's just kind of cool. It's, I think that's the difference right now between the Suns and the Nuggets and the Lakers and the Warriors is the depth from the bench. No, I 100% agree with you. And it, and it reminds me, you know, of the fact, you know, we talked about when we did, I guess the preview is that this is essentially the deepest team LeBron's have played on. Not the most talented, but if you go through his previous years, you know, in Cleveland, in Miami, back in Cleveland, yeah, there was better talent. But I think the randomness of this team, you look at game one, they won that game because of AD and Vanderbilt, because Vanderbilt, the, the first matchup on Stephen Curry, did unbelievable. Uh, you know, you look back at the Memphis series, game one, they won because of Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. So they have just guys who have stepped up in these critical moments. And I don't think LeBron's ever really been supported like that by the randomness of it all. Like there's always been guys who have been there that have won a lot of games for him. Kyrie Irving, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Kevin Love, Anthony Davis. But this is a good, solid team, more so than just a couple of individuals with a bunch of random guys. Uh, and so, and, and you could tell that LeBron feels that. Like you just see those little bursts of energy from him when he knows that he needs to take over a game. That game three didn't take a shot the entire first quarter. LeBron James isn't nervous about a round two, game three. He's not psyched out by it. Just the fact that he knows that he's year 20, he's 38. 
There's going to be spots where he knows he can exert that and spots where he needs to pull back. And he saw Russell with the hot hand, was feeding him the rock, saw it get going, and then he said, okay, now in the second quarter, I'm going to get out and run. We're down 11. Let me see what I can do to get us get ourselves back in this game. So that's well, I mean, cool that's to be watching me. with him, you know. And that's what's made, honestly, that's like, I think the biggest piece of why LeBron's been able to have such longevity in the league is because he's always been that player that looked to pass first and shoot second. And I think to hit like, and so for him, it's made it so that he could be successful in the long term because, and I think that's the greatest thing that you see on the Lakers offense right now and why they have looked so good for the past three months is that nobody is playing selfishly. I mean, one of the biggest problems with the Warriors, right, is like you can just see these individual players playing selfishly. So they're taking really bad shots in moments that they should not take shots. Like Jordan Poole. Which is so weird to see from a Warriors team. That's been their calling card for the last 10 years. Exactly. Especially a team coached by Steve Kerr. Like you just don't anticipate that type of play from his team. And so it's. I think that's the biggest piece is it's like – the teams that are the most successful, it's when they can find continuity, not just with their stars, but also with their bench and their stars able to give up those passes and those points to those players that are wide open, able to make some plays to kind of get yourself ahead. Two points, three points there. And it's like a lot of these players will have one three pointer in the third quarter that changes the momentum of the game. And that's the only points they'll have all night, but it has a major impact. And so it's just cool to see when NBA players of this caliber are able to like give up those shots and allow those younger stars who are off the bench players trying to prove themselves, give them those opportunities to shine and have it work out for the entire team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So moving to the East coast, the Eastern conference, uh, pretty big, I, I would say a shocking result. The, Philadelphia 76ers were a shot away from James Harden from being down 3-1. They now sit 3-2 after comfortably handling the Celtics tonight with a lot of ease. Joel Embiid, this was, I would say, probably his best playoff performance uh, that he's had in his career. He was all over the place. Him in the pick-and-roll that they, him and James Harden running was run to perfection, hit a few threes, little elbow jumpers, nice dish outs. Do you think that they are now the favorites in Vegas to win the title? Do you think they're appropriately being favored? Do you think they handle business? Because the Celtics found themselves in this exact situation this time last year, second round of the Eastern Conference semifinals, down three to the Bucks. They went into Milwaukee and beat them. And then one game seven at home. Do you see that happening? Or do you think Philly wraps it up and goes to their first uh, conference finals? I think since Allen Iverson, I'd have to double check. But I know it's been a real long time. It would be the first time in Joel Embiid's career. I know that definitively. Yeah, I mean, I want I mean, I want it for Embiid, right? And I feel like that's part of the problem. Not part of the problem, but I think that's part of the um, betting odds that it why it's swinging in the Sixers. like. Embiid just got announced as MVP. 
it's like that whole story of like, oh, like, oh, we'd love to see. It's just like you hear more about MVP, like you hear about Joel Embiid, the amazing season that he's had. He wins MVP. He's in the playoffs. He's playing the Celtics, which is an organization that has had a lot of success. Therefore, a lot of people root against them because you want to root for the underdog, the team that hasn't won as many championships, hasn't been as great for as long. And so I just like that narrative just kind of makes sense, right? Of like, oh, like, let's have, let's get down with the Boston teams. People are sick of Boston sports being at the top of the game and so I think there's that element obviously I think Joel Embiid played an incredible game James Harden has had a really good series and so it's like I can understand both sides of that but I don't think like I don't think you count Boston Celtics out of this obviously lost by 12 um, to the Sixers tonight but they have had some really great games this series and so I just feel like you can't count them completely out and just I don't I think this is potentially going to a game seven simply because of the Boston Celtics caliber and I just haven't seen the Sixers be like super super consistent in terms of like going back to back to back with these like really really incredible games and so but I don't know. Maybe I just have I might just have like some like wariness about the Sixers because I just feel like they're not a team that you can rely on. Um, but I don't know. It's been a really, really fun series so far. A lot of I mean, James Harden having like the game of his life game one. Um, right. Just kind of set the Sixers up with fun momentum. And I think that that's just carried through with the Embiid announcement of being MVP. And that's kind of swaying people's betting odds. Yeah, it's interesting. You look at this series, I think obviously if Joel Embiid, you have James Harden and the games that James Harden's played really well, the game one and game four, they win 45 points and 42 points, I believe, with the game tying and the game winning shot for James Harden. So obviously you know that those two are going to be your your guys. They have to play well for you to win. That's pretty obvious. The one that I think is an interesting wild card who 30 points, Six threes, seven rebounds, three assists, Tyrese Maxey. I think for the Sixers, Tobias Harris wasn't the guy that I think they're, you know, super excited that they've been paying him the money that he's been getting the last four years from him. But Maxey was this guy who's kind of popped for him, has a lot of attributes that these elite scorers have nowadays, just kind of a freaky athlete uh, and who can also shoot and get hot. So you look at the games uh, that they lost, game two and three, six for 14, four for 16, even struggling in that game four win. But in the two other wins that they've had, 26 points, 10 for 24, and then today, 30 points, 10 for 21. So he played more minutes than anybody else on the team. He was at 42 minutes. And B, uh, James right. Harden was closest, closest, and he was only at 39. Right. So I, I think you kind of boiled down. I think he's probably the most important. Not, I wouldn't say more important than it, those guys, but you it, typically you need a third guy to pop for you in these playoff games. You need a third guy to come through, and that's what's always so exciting about the playoffs. We just talked about the Lakers in that scenario. But you need some guy to be very reliable, to be consistent, whether that's a rotation of cast like the Lakers have or like that steady third option that comes in. It hasn't been Tobias Harris for the Sixers, but Tyrese Maxey's come in and delivered in that role more often than he has it in these playoffs so far. Um, what do you make of the Heat? Heat culture back. Jimmy Butler, baby. That guy just knows how to get it done. Do you so three and one? Do you see any world? The 
Knicks are the only teams, uh, the only team that have played in the playoffs that have averaged under 100 points. So their offense have gotten taken a step back. Julius Randle is in a funk, looks terrible. Do you see any chance where they extend game five, you know, win game five, get it back to Miami, or are they done? And is the is the heat back on for a chance to go to the NBA finals? They were literally down in the fourth quarter to the Chicago Bulls in the second playing game. That's a real thing. And now they're a game away from the Eastern Conference Finals. I just don't. I just, I think the Heat are taking this series. I just don't think that there's a world where, like, the way that Jimmy Butler is playing, the way the Heat are playing, compared to the way that the Knicks are playing, I just, like, I just, it just makes sense. Like, I just can't see Jimmy B losing this game. No shot. I mean, there's always a chance. But I don't think so. So I'm going to list out five players. Okay. And I want you to tell me out of those five players that are remaining in the playoffs, who are like the top five playoff guys? So Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis, and Devin Booker. Is this who I want to take? Who would you take one through five out of those five guys? Jimmy Butler. I didn't even say Jimmy, but I'm just kidding. I did. You take Jim Butler over those five. Number one. Wow. Jimmy Butler. I know that he's like a little bit offended by it. Like everybody saying Jimmy B playoff, like, but I'm like, I think it's like the highest form of a compliment. So I think it's like kind of interesting that he like does get offended by it. Cause I know he thinks people are saying that he doesn't play that well in the regular season, but there's just something about a player who can not only get his team to the playoffs by playing well all season, but then becomes a different version of himself right. in the championship run. And that's what Jimmy B does. Well, well, and that's what the Knicks are missing, right? The Knicks are, have been a good regular season team two out of the last three years, but they, haven't had that guy who can take it to the next level. It's like it's like the Suns with Devin Booker. That yes, he's good in the regular season. Yes, Jimmy Butler's good in the regular season. But these guys who are elite, they just they just take it up one more notch, and they have these performances that are little transcendent. So you got Jimmy Butler one. That's interesting. Yep. I think I take yeah. I, I think I take Jokic one. Hmm. I think if, you know, out of those five guys playoffs, I think I'd take Jokic. I think the problem with Jokic is like, he's such a good player, but he's just less likable than these other guys. Oh, in terms so now of we're like, going likable. Now you're doing a popularity well, I'm saying, contest. I'm saying that's why I think that he gets less, like, less accolades sometimes Jokic than other players. Because he, he doesn't buddy. have the personality that's, like, endearing. Where it's like, like Jimmy Butler, like, you want to hang out with that guy. You want to, like, you want to, like, take that guy out to dinner. Okay, but, listen, oh, are you talking you going off looks? Like are you just no, like yeah, I would I would love to go on a date with Jimmy Butler, that Jokic guy. He looks like a plotting father at the YMCA. Is that you know, like <laughs> it's literally just like there's something about like Nikola Jokic is one of the best players in the NBA, but like he doesn't have that like it factor of like that is like a guy that you want as the face of the NBA. Yeah, From, you know, like what, a personality perspective. Everything like that, I just don't think he's that guy. Whereas, like, Jimmy B, or, like, he's, like, the type of personality, the type of player that you just get, get so excited about because it's just so amazing to watch. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everyone disagrees and everybody wants to go on a date with Jokic, but. Well, I'll tell you this much. 
the dude is he's got the dry humor if you've if you've seen some of his interview clips he has these little zingers that are just real low key doesn't break a smile and he just keeps it moving i think i think i think Jokic would rank number one on a guy you want to have a barbecue with i mean that'd be an interesting list to put put together like the guy you know that is running the grill that you just kind of chat with at a barbecue I think he'd be up there. I think he's got some good one-liners, some zingers, but he also is relatable because he jumps no more than, I mean, he is seven feet tall, so that's not very relatable, but he jumps no more than three inches off the ground. And that's (laughs) inspiring to me. If I would have been seven foot, I, he doesn't. He's not intimidating because he has like 19 pack abs. Like he feels like a relatable dude. Yeah, I mean, he, what's insane about his story? He's made your dad vibes that one, right? What's insane about his story is like everyone knows the Giannis story, but Giannis was still the lottery pick. Like he was still projected to be something. Jokic, when he was taken, there was a Taco Bell commercial playing over the pick. Like they didn't even announce him. It went on the bottom of the ticker, and the Quesarito commercial, which a go to Taco Bell menu item. But nonetheless, it was playing over the top of his pick. So his story of that second round, like nobody to the back-to-back MVP into what he is now. I mean, he's he's number one. Devin Booker has proven that he may be number two. I mean, he may go number one, but he's proven to be a playoff performer. In Anthony Davis, I mean, when he's locked in, they ain't much any ain't much better than him. Yeah, but he's too injury prone. So you don't actually like, I don't want him. <laughs> I don't want to take him to dinner. He might trip and fall. I want him, but you know, it's like if I have to choose somebody that I feel like is going to stand out and be reliable, I go with Jimmy B. Do the women think Anthony Davis is attractive, man? He would be if he like get rid of that dang unibrow. <laughs> is how it does it. The unibrow just it ain't it. I'm sure that I'm sure that it's like one of those things where it's like when I walk past like Dwayne Wade, very attractive guy. This is just a slow plug of my cool life. I walk past him in the the Utah jazz arena one night. And when I walked past him, I was thinking my thought process was he is so much more attractive in person than he is like on screen, which is interesting because he's very attractive. And so then I think my thought was, I wonder what Anthony Davis, does he get more attractive because he's just so tall and like demands a presence? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But Uh. yeah. Just uh, get a pass. It's like, oh, you play basketball for a living? Nice. You're hot. <laughs> oh, you're a millionaire basketball player. Y- you could have your eyebrows eyebrows tattooed, <laughs> and I would be a fan. <laughs> I just love the demand of presence. That was that was like some erotic <laughs> novel <laughs> writing. That was <laughs> told, dude, we'll make you look at him. That guy doesn't go unnoticed in the hallway. That's just like one of those romance books. This this man (laughs) was demanding a presence, rocked a unibrow, but I was attracted to him nonetheless. Unbelievable. Spicy novels. That's that's unbelievable. Uh, I don't know where that conversation went to, uh, but the place. Okay, okay, one more, one more. Okay. Okay. You have to choose. Okay. <laughs> you like you you I was I I thought you're making it up on the spot with what you ripped like. Okay, okay, okay. 
<laughs> just straight silence. All right, hit me. Hit me. Okay, what, pick them. Right. Tell me your prediction for how this series is going to end and who's going to be in the NBA Finals. Okay, the NBA Finals are going to be, the I think, the Denver Nuggets. By themselves? <laughs> well, they're, they're going to win the championship. But the Denver Nuggets, and they will be playing the Philadelphia 76ers. The return, and, and the lead-up is going to be the return of the center, okay? Because the NBA centers are in a spot where they're having a moment. Remember just about five years ago when it was like, do centers have a spot in sport anymore? Well, now the top three players are like power forward centers. Joel Embiid, Nicole Jokic, and uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Those are the best three players in the sport. And they're Bold pretty much centers. So, anyway. Okay, that, so he's calling that 76ers are going to beat out the Heat. Do you think the Heat are going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals? Now, what's funny about this is that neither team have actually advanced. No team's actually advanced. So, how funny would that be if they all like came back from 3-1? But, whatever. What were you going to say? What was your question, though? I said, uh, so you're taking the 76ers going to beat the Heat. Yes, and right. then the Nuggets are going to beat the Lakers. Mm. What about you? I think it's going to be heat. Mm. My heart says the Lakers, but my mind says the Nuggets. So you get the heat in the yeah. finals, the eight-seeded heat. I do, I do, I do. Wow. If I don't believe, if I don't believe in nothing, I believe in Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Playoff Jimmy, I'm on the train, toot toot. He's going he's gonna to pull it out. <laughs> wow, all right. A toot toot. You heard it here first. Not related at all. Does Jimmy Butler command a presence in our room? Oh, yeah. Jimmy uh -oh. B? Jimmy. Oh, we call Playoff him Jimmy, Jimmy. B. He, he, yeah, demands, but... he demands a presence April through June. The rest, so, of, the rest of the time, not so demanding. So you say uh, that you give nicknames to everybody. Sometimes they're just Jimmy B. Like that you just, that's it? Yeah. A lot of the time, if you just add like a Y onto people's names. So like, I just, th like Zachy. Oh, so mine's not special. It's just Chatty. Shaggy? Chatty, like Chad, Chatty. Oh. Uh, I'm going to end it with this. Uh, it's a would you rather question since we've just been throwing some period of the day. Would you rather be in jail for five years or in a coma for a decade? Please discuss. Jail for five years? Yeah. Or, or a coma for a decade. <laughs> no, thank you. That's crazy. I don't know. Do you, when you're in a coma, I don't know this. When you're in a coma, can you have dreams? I don't know. I don't know. I've never been in a coma. I don't, I don't I mean, know. That'd be pretty sick. And also, what type of prison? Are we talking like prison prison? Or are we talking Martha Stewart prison? <laughs> No, you're talking Epstein prison. Um, I would do the coma. I would do the coma for a decade. I think. Really? I don't know. Like, you worried, about, you worried about what would happen to you in prison? I got a dump truck, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what? What would you do? I would. I would go to prison. I'd get some pretty great stories. I think. 
you know what? I might go to prison. Just get. I would go to prison, and then I would be like that guy that uh, killed. Like, what did that guy do? He was like in there for white crime, and then they were like, "Hey, if you go get this serial killer to admit that he killed people, we'll let you out." So that's what I would do. I'd be like, "Hey, listen, I'll oh, get you." Oh, they did a Hulu series on it. Yeah, what's that guy's name? No idea. Anyways, good series. Go watch it. I, I think it actually. I'd, I'd actually do the jail one. Just get super jacked. Get a college degree. You yeah. know, you might have a hard time getting a job after, but well, it depends what crime. Yeah, just become a motivational speaker. Yeah, like I got over this, and so can you. There we go. Okay, command the presence. A, here's a question: oh. Would you rather? <laughs> okay, would you rather be on LeBron James's team? Okay. But you never play a minute. Okay. Or but you win but you win four championships with him the whole time. <laughs> this is an actual player, I think. Isn't that uh what's that guy's name? He played he's he's the GM of the Suns now. Or you know, let me finish the the would you rather. That was like that sounded super real. Or you have to play with Draymond Green. You have to play 42 minutes a game, uh-huh. but Draymond Green is your number one guy on the team. Oh, my gosh. I don't play but a minute? You win two championships. <laughs> oh, I get to win two championships? Yeah, you know, but you won no, four with LeBron. No, but you don't play, so it doesn't matter. No. no. The, the, you're supposed to say that the scenario is, would you, want to, would, you, would you be the 10th man on a team that wins a championship or would you or would you rather be a guy who averages 30 on a team that is the worst in the league? That's the scenario. Because it paints you, are you a team guy or are you an individual guy? It's not you just created a situation where they're the second best player on a championship team. That's the worst scenario ever. Would you rather never see the court? No one knows who you are, but you get to meet LeBron. Or would you rather be the second option on a championship team and you win two of them? That was the worst would you rather ever. That was so bad. But you have to play with Draymond. You win two championships. You know how much money you make? Get a Supermax. Well, yes, we know where your loyalties lie. My team is still successful. I'm still a team person. I, just because I don't get to meet LeBron, play, be LeBron's teammate, what in the world was that? That was so bad. come with a better would you rather? Yeah, work on those. Spot, that was a problem. You got to workshop them because, like, <laughs> the would you rather's are like. Would you rather swim in a pool full of Nutella or a pool full of maple syrup? Those are like, those are hard, okay? Those are difficult. <laughs> oh, this one's good. Would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? Chef, for sure. Would you rather be 11 feet tall or nine inches tall? Would That's you rather tall. have a unibrow or no unibrow? <laughs> Would you rather be seven feet and command a presence or a billionaire? I don't know. Or you just be LeBron and you're both. <laughs> would you would you rather be LeBron James or Stephen Curry? <laughs> it's pretty much what you asked. <laughs>
So Ew. Stephen Curry and the freaking chewing on the mouth guard is going to send me to an early grave. That's my last take for tonight. That is early grave. All right. Well, uh, that got off the rails. Uh, thank you for everyone for tuning in. Any last, uh, last thoughts there, Paige? Go NBA. Okay. So you, you got your, uh, this is kind of wrapping up from a couple episodes again. How'd you look up the Cardinals uniforms, right? Yeah. Off the cuff, without thinking, who has the worst uniforms in the NFL? Steelers. Oh. Oh. I didn't expect to say the Steelers. That's a terrible take, too, because those are just. Those that's, are just like, that's like ultimate vintage. I think it's just because I hate the color yellow. That'll do it, too. So the Packers. Packers are up there. Man, I would have respected, respected that. Gross. I went after one of the most classic teams. Yeah, that was wild. That was, I didn't, I didn't think it was just. Just out. Out. Mine are the Jets. I think the Jets have the worst uniforms in the NFL. It's just green. No, I I think it's so bad. I think the reason is, is because they have like the coolest, in my opinion, one of the coolest opportunities to do something cool. Like the Jets and like classics that they have. And they try to infuse this modern twist to it. I think it's terrible. I think it sucks. And also on this. Packers went with cheese. Like that's their thing. Yeah, but because they've never changed it, it works. Hmm. Like if, if a team were to unveil the Packers uniforms now, like just like, hey, we're the new team, we're the Packers. Like first off, if you came out with the name Packers, People, I mean, people are people are dunking on the Seattle Kraken, thinking that was a dumb name. So you imagine if you said, "Hey, we're the Packers," or "We're the Lakers," like people are like what the, what the hell is that? What's a Packer? <laughs> so, uh, but so anyway, if they if they released the uniforms, it'd be the same thing. Like those are disgusting. Who came up with that color combo? That is gross. A G. I just that's what because it's vintage. It's cool, but it works. Yeah, it works. Well, you're not wrong, except you are wrong. I don't think Jets are in that conversation. But anyone that you has said yellow, my, anybody with yellow is in my situation. Okay. I just don't like yellow. What do you like? Is it just like the Pantone? Because do you like the Chargers? Do you Chargers like the, are the Viking the Vikings really don't have yellow. They Yeah, that, they've been they've they've they used to they used to incorporate it a lot more than they do now. So praised be that that's ended. Yeah, I especially yellow. don't like when it's supposed to be gold and then they do yellow and I'm like that's not gold I know yeah. the best gold is that Vegas gold I think it's yeah, the Pantone yeah we like the Vegas gold so we've covered uh, Bud Buddy Would You Rathers and Pantones we have hit the trifecta if that was on your bingo card let me know that'll wrap up this episode of the Hisner's Podcast thank you for tuning in have a great week don't forget to like subscribe and tell your friends